Now, God's names are very significant. Um, they're intended to reveal to us something of God's character and his work. Um, that means that whenever God reveals a name for himself in, in the scriptures, we would do well to pay close attention. God's name embodies who he is and what he does for us. And so I want us to think briefly about this name that's found three times in the Old Testament. The Lord who sanctifies you. And I want you to notice how this name of God reveals a critical truth about the nature of our sanctification. And in doing so, I think it helps us avoid some common errors that we make that, if not corrected, can have a detrimental impact on our growth in grace. Now, you'll see in your, in your outline, I, I included the shorter catechism, uh, answer number 35. Um, we, we read from the confession, but the, the catechism is helpful in being very succinct. We, you know, what is sanctification? It's the work of God's free grace whereby we are renewed in the whole man after the image of God and enabled more and more to die into sin and live unto righteousness. And so it's God's work of making us holy. And as we read in the confession, that work will not be completed until we are with Christ in heaven. This side of heaven, we will always be in need of greater holiness, greater sanctification. We read in the confession that our sanctification is imperfect in this life, and there still abides some remnants of corruption in every part. And it goes on to talk about our, our battle in sanctification. It uses war language. But... Nevertheless, where there is justification, where there is adoption, there will be sanctification. Now, there are two equal and opposite errors when it comes to how we think about sanctification. And let me mention the first one right now as we begin. And you may have heard this, you may be thinking like this, you may have thought like this in the past. And that is, we think, well, salvation, it's all God's work. He has saved me sovereignly by His grace, but now it's up to me to get to work and be holy. Maybe you're thinking that way today. Maybe you used to think that way. But I think this name of God is helpful for us in understanding uh, what has been called the gospel mystery of sanctification. And so let's first think about God's work in your sanctification. And that's what I, I want you to initially see, that sanctification, just like justification, is primarily God's gracious and sovereign work in us. And you notice how the confession begins by emphasizing this point. They who are effectually called and regenerated, having a new heart and a new spirit created in them, are further sanctified really and personally through the virtue of Christ's death and resurrection by His Word and Spirit dwelling in them. It's clearly outlined. It is 
primarily a work, a sovereign work of God within us. And I would submit to you that that is communicated in this name of God. Uh, We read from Leviticus 20 for our call to worship. And in that context, the command is, Consecrate yourselves and be holy, for I am the Lord your God. Keep my statutes and do them. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. Now, by giving us that name, we know that the Lord wants us to know that he is the Lord who sanctifies us. Encapsulated in that name is a promise. God is saying, I will sanctify you. This is something I am doing and will do for every one of my children whom I love. And in heaven, when we are glorified, the promise of the scriptures that we will be as holy, as sanctified as Christ is. That's the end that awaits us. And on this earth, in our battle against sin, God says, I am putting you on that trajectory. A trajectory toward perfect holiness. Though it won't be complete in this life, the trajectory starts now. God is saying to us, I love you, and I'm preparing you for heaven, and I will make you like my son. Now, God reveals this name, the Lord who sanctifies you. And just so you know, it's been a while since I've preached for you. My rule is I don't, I don't give any Greek or Hebrew lessons unless I feel they're very significant. And so this is not something I do all the time, but I, I, I want to think about this Hebrew name. The Lord who sanctifies you. The compound here is Yahweh Mikadeshkem. Yahweh Mikadeshkem. And it's a Hebrew participle derived from the word kadosh, which means holy. And Hebrew participles signify an ongoing work. And so we got to actually translate this. The Lord who is sanctifying you. It's it's conveying his ongoing work within us. He is the one who is making us holy, who is sanctifying us, who is separating us, making us more like him. And again, the fact that the Lord incorporates this into his name shows that not only is sanctification a very important work, but it is primarily his work in us. It's something that he will do within us. And it helps us avoid that first error of thinking, now that we're saved, now it's up to me to get to work. Because that will either lead to pride or tremendous discouragement. But we can also make another mistake. We can think, well, if sanctification is God's work in me, then I must not need to do anything. In other words, we can swing the other way and fall into what is called antinomianism and say, well, well, I'm saved. God is going to do the work. I don't have to do anything. And so let's next consider your work of faith in sanctification. You see, while this title of God 
teaches that sanctification is primarily His work in us, we know that Scripture also calls us to be active in this process. We don't just sit back and not do anything. We are called to pursue holiness, to make ourselves holy or sanctify ourselves. And these verses are interesting. In Leviticus 20 in particular, the Hebrew reads almost rhythmically because the words consecrate, holy, and sanctify all have that same root. And if we we translate it more literally, it even reads rhythmically in the English. We could read it this way. Sanctify yourselves and be sanctified, for I am the Lord who sanctifies you. So you notice the commands to be holy or to sanctify ourselves. And then after that, God says, I am the Lord who sanctifies you. And I think that really gets to the heart of the mystery of our sanctification. What God commands us to do, He promises to do within us. You see, we often have difficulty uh, with understanding sanctification because we view those two things as contradictions. But they don't contradict themselves. They're put side by side for a reason. Sanctification is a work of God in us. And yet, because we are united to Christ by faith, we will be active in that work. That is why we are called to strive for holiness, strive for growth in grace. And again, I would submit to you, my texts keep taking me to Philippians 2, but in Philippians 2, Paul expresses this same truth when he says, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Well, how can we do that? For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So it's all a work of God. There's no room for boasting, there's no room for pride. And yet, because we are united to Christ and we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, we participate in this work of faith. And I think a helpful illustration is to think about that paralyzed man at the pool of Bethesda. It is underlined in John 5 that this guy, he was the worst of the worst of these invalids. He couldn't get up. He couldn't make it down. He was completely helpless. But Jesus comes to him. What does Jesus say to him? Get up. I ask you this question. Could that man get up? And yet he attempted to get up. And that attempting to get up was a work of faith on his part. He believed Jesus' words. And even though in his own strength he couldn't stand, he couldn't get up and walk, he trusted the Savior. And he got up and he walked. And that's what sanctification is like for us. Day by day we all struggle with our sin and 
We struggle to persevere in our sanctification. And in many ways, almost day by day, we're like that paralytic where we're being called to get up and we're thinking, I can't. But it's a work of faith to believe that the Lord is sanctifying us. And therefore, we ought to, by faith, pursue holiness, forsake sin, trust that the Spirit within us is making us holy. I want to finally think about God's means for our sanctification. God has given us a special means that He has chosen to sanctify us, to make us holy. Did you catch what that was in the two texts that we read? In fact, in all of them, where this name is revealed, they come in the context of the Sabbath. Exodus 31, 13 and 14. Above all you shall... For this is a sign between me and you and throughout your generations that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you. You shall keep the Sabbath because it is holy or sanctified for you. Ezekiel 20, verse 12, the other passage where this name is revealed. Moreover, I gave them my Sabbaths as a sign between me and them that they might know that I am the Lord who sanctifies them. That name is given in the context of observing the Sabbath day, the the holy day, the day that the Lord has set apart, given to us as a gift to make us more holy. Now we know it's not the only means by which the Lord sanctifies us and makes us holy, but we can surely say it is the primary means. This is the day we come together in fellowship. This is the day we pray together. We hear the word read and preached. This is the day where we are confronted with our sin and drawn more to Jesus Christ. We could think of it this way. The Lord gave us a holy day. He separated a day to make his people more separate from the world. And Jesus said... And Jesus wants us to think of the Sabbath as a gift, not as a burden. When he says in Mark 2.27, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. He made this day for us, a holy day to make his people more holy, a holy day where we are reminded that he is the Lord who sanctifies us. Amen. Let's pray. Lord. How we thank you that you are indeed the Lord who sanctifies us, that it is not up to us in all of our weakness, but that you are working within us by your spirit, by your word. Lord, we pray that we would, by faith, actively pursue that holiness without which no one will see the Lord. We pray that we would make use of the day that you have given to us, to grow in grace and to become more sanctified and more like Christ. Lord, make us more holy and more like Jesus.